This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Doug hates candy wrappers, creamy baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, but Doug loves movies. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to hotbox your asses. My name is Doug, and I love movies. <laughs> Coming to you from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles on Tuesday, October 15th, 2 Oceans 13. There's a few tickets. <laughs> Somebody laughed at that? It's October 15th, and that's still a giggler? There's a few tickets left for Monday night's Douglas Movies slash Cheap Thrills L.A. Combo at uh, CineFamily. Uh, go to CineFamily.org for tickets if you want to see the cast of Cheap Thrills compete in the Leonard Maltin game before they compete in a series of disgusting uh, dares in the movie. It's a hilarious and disturbing movie and uh, should be a really fun night. And there's a few tickets left. It's funny how many different responses I got to last week's uh, question during the show, who does Roy Abramson sound like? <laughs> like, it's such a, it's so weird to go, who does that guy sound like? And then to have such diverse opinions of who he sounds like. On Twitter, people have told me he sounds like Paul F. Tompkins, Bob Odenkirk, Todd Berry. Now, all three of those guys, those are people I know, <laughs> talk to frequently. I think I would be like, you sound like that person if it was one of them. But it's not. Uh, Adam McKay, I don't talk to ever. Does, does he sound like Adam McKay? Will Arnett, I've seen that guy around. Uh, John Hodgman, he's been on the show. He, he, he seems a little nasal, more nasally than uh, Roy Abramson. Uh, Albert Brooks, who like nobody sounds like Albert Brooks. 
<laughs> that's just bizarre. Uh, John Hamm, you know, I know him, and uh, Jeff Garland. So yeah, Michael Moore. Michael Moore? <laughs> that guy didn't say my dad once. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you who I think it actually sounded like, because I think I've narrowed it down to one or two people. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you what I think it sounded like on the next uh, Douglas Minis coming out in uh, a couple of days. So check it out over there. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, tonight, if you're listening to this when it comes out on October 16th, you missed it if you're listening on October 17th or after. But I'm doing a stand-up show in Ontario, California at the Improv. I'm calling it Hash Wednesday. And uh, I want to I see you there, Inland Empire. Um, like ticket sales haven't been that great I was there like three or four months ago you guys seem really excited I thought oh I could come back again soon maybe it's too soon <laughs> uh, on a couple of recent podcasts I've uh, joked about doing a sixth podcast called Doug Love Sleeping <laughs> and thanks to at bass playing fool or bass playing if he's holding a fish uh, we have uh, we have a theme song already so if we could listen to that, Ryan, I'd appreciate it. Doug hates lumpy pillows, ratty blankets, dirty sheets With hotel blackout curtains that do not quite reach If you've a bed, that's where he'll be Cause Doug loves sleeping <laughs> Pretty sweet. I'm really seriously, Ryan, we might want to just start it. Create a logo, make one episode, and it's like 30 minutes of silence. Maybe an occasional... <laughs> I mean, I, I snore quite a bit in real life, but I, I don't want you guys to be subjected to my actual snoring, nor do I want Ryan to come to my home. <laughs> it's a, could you post an eight-hour-long... Eight hours? Who am I kidding? I sleep for like five hours. But like, can you post five hours of silence on, on uh, iTunes and they, they would let that happen? From the corrections department, The Conjuring is rated R, not PG-13. I've been constantly calling it a PG-13 horror movie because I don't know why it would get an R rating. Does somebody say, fuck, when they see a ghost? Does anything violent happen in that movie? I've seen it one and a half times and I have no idea why they think it's an R. But, because uh, it's, it's not scary to me. Uh, it's not scary farm to me. Uh, San Francisco. You can't say it's not, not scary and not think of not scary farm. San Francisco, the Punchline Comedy Club, Saturday, October 26th, Sunday, October 27th. Stand-up Saturday, Douglas Movie Sunday, both shows at 420 with different special guests each day. Oh, and one more thing for you, Los Angeles. Two more things for you, Los Angeles. Monday, October 28th, I'm doing a Benson Interruption at Meltdown Comics. Uh, DougLovesMovies.com for dates and deets and links of all of my stuff. And then also, on Monday, Chris Hardwick has a new show on Comedy Central called At Midnight. And the guests on the first episode, it's like, I think, from all the episodes I've seen, they're just booking my people. <laughs> my people. You know, they're booking uh, all the LA podcast guests because uh, it's going to be the first night's going to be me and Kumail and Natasha Legero and then every night that week I was looking at it going, oh these are all the same people that are on my show and uh, which is going to I think make for a very fun uh, program. So it's called At Midnight because it's At Midnight and it starts on Monday and I'm on the first episode. Let's look in the prize bag really quick. I've talked for longer than usual tonight, and I want to get these guests out here, but uh, we've got some items from them. We've got a, a Doug Loves Movies t-shirt, and we've got, of course, until I run out of them, a squishy ball from uh, Kenny Powers. <laughs> it says, I retired my glove, not my balls. And if you guys aren't watching it, I'm three episodes in. I guess it's three episodes in, and it is funnier than ever. I fucking love Eastbound and Down. And also, you get an Eastbound and Down lighter, and a... Uh, I got this from my hotel mini bar when I was at the Benson Ball. It's a uh, Hulk uh, Pez dispenser. <laughs> I ate this Pez, not out of, I didn't eat it out of his neck like you're supposed to. I just ate him straight out of the pack. <laughs> Late night snack, straight out of the pack. But uh, so there he is. And I, I'm just saying my lips haven't been on him. And, uh, <laughs> 
and a copy of uh, Gateway Doug, and uh, I'm very excited that next year my next album is going to be called Gateway Doug 2, colon, Forced Fun, <laughs> because, because Mark Marin suggested it. I haven't run that by you, Ryan, yet, but that's, that's what I want to call it. Uh, please welcome to the stage, uh, if you're a regular viewer of Chelsea Lately, you know all three of these dudes, uh, Greg Proops, Moshe Kasher, and John Caparulo. <laughs> Did you bring uh, John Caparulo, first time guest, everybody? Let's hear it yeah. for him. He brought a signed CD for me. And uh, yeah, just pick up your microphone, use that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking, I'm like, it, it's probably not going to pick that shit up. So, um, did you sign this? I did, in the, on the inside. It's okay. A CD cool. and DVD. Oh, okay. So you signed it deep inside. Thing. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Uh, thanks for being on the show. This is one of those, I, I've known you and seen you around for a long time, but we uh, don't have each other's number and whatnot, so like, I tracked you down through Twitter, and then uh, I guess your wife, yes. she, your wife, she, uh, she's in charge of your Twitter, I found out, because I had some nice correspondence with her on there. <laughs> a lot of people do, and they, yeah. think, they think it's me, I know, it's kind of embarrassing when people yeah. watch me at shows, like, oh, you faved my tweet today, I'm like, I did? Right, that's, uh, that's weird, John. It's too much typing. Your wife is actually in charge of my Twitter as well, which is weird. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> she gets around on Twitter. Only on Twitter. That's Moshe Kasher, everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, you've got a. Uh, you brought a copy. Oh, what's the name of your? Uh, oh, this is an compact old, disc, an John. Old, old, Let me. But I forgot to say the name of his. Sorry. I put it oh, in the bag. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> this um, is like, my thunder. There was some serious, oh, hey, serious thunder going time. on. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, what's it is, called? Uh, Come inside me. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why wow. I didn't say it. Maybe I was like, I should just put this in the bag. <laughs> I'm thinking I should have put in parentheses, it's a long story. Um, but yeah, it's a long story. All right, well, listen to Come Inside Me to find out why it's called Come Inside Me. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know why Moshe called his album Everyone You Know Is Going to Die, and then you are. Asterisk. Because, asterisk, unless you die first. Thank you. That makes sense that you'd call it that. You don't need to explain it because you're a ray of sunshine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and on the cover, you're, you're, you have a multicolored lollipop. That's actually one of the very few uh, of those CDs that's left in the world. We're, we're, we're out of them. They're out of print. So this is a real special night for some lucky lady. <laughs> I'm Collector's item. Yeah, indeed. I'm calling it a lady's going to win tonight. I'm just going to hang on to it then. You're that I'm lucky lady, Doug. Luck be a lady. Um, Greg Proops is here, you guys. And, uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Doug Loves Movie People. You brought a, a, a nice promotional card, if you will, that says that uh, Greg Proops is the smartest man in the world. And that's a reference to your uh, podcast that you've recorded live in Paris, London, Melbourne, Munich. Everybody talk about pop music? You've... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Proop music. <laughs> talk about... It's a Proopcast. Wait, you're allowed to put advertisements for your own stuff in the gift bag? I did. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you brought this... This, this, is, this yeah. is Hollywood, sweetie. We're all whores here. Let's get it on. You had this special card made, so, uh, you know, in case people can't figure out from his uh, CD, or D CD that he brought that, uh, you know, he's also got other stuff going on. We'll put that in the bag. But this is your, your CD, Proops Digs In. Yeah, that's uh, from a couple years ago. I have a new uh, special coming out on chill.com that you can get. Uh, I shot it at Musso and Frank's over on Hollywood Boulevard, if anyone's ever been there. Uh, yeah, in the back of a restaurant is where I shot my uh, comedy special so that it wouldn't be like other comedy specials that are shot in a theater with a bunch of oblique shit on stage that no one knows why it's there. <laughs> Instead, I had waiters in gold jackets and shit, so it was nice. And if I use the word shit more in this sentence, I'd get a prize. I, I did mine in the theater. Now I feel like a dick. I, I, uh... Well, I didn't want to be a dick like John, so I thought I'd do mine in a restaurant. Yeah. I should have found the back of a pizza place or something. Yeah, yeah. 
I got it. Roddick, your pizza's ready. Roddick, party of four, your pizza's ready. I'm going to record an album from the uh, ball pool at Chuck E. Cheese. I'm just going to stand in the middle of it with my iPhone on record and see what happens. It's called, it's called Doug Loves Children? Yeah. <laughs> Doug, Doug loves fecal remnants on the balls in the castle, is what Doug loves. Those only bother you if you lick them, so... It's yeah, only but. gross if you lick it. Uh, sidebar question for Greg Proops, because you're going to be a guest very soon on uh, Getting Doug with High. Yeah. And um, I think you're going to be a champ on there. But I've heard you use the word spliff, or your fun way of pronouncing it, spleef, sometimes, for many years, since maybe sure. when we first worked together and you first turned me on to the miracle drug. And um, recently someone said that a spliff means that it's got tobacco in it. Well, often it does, but I don't feel bound by society's petty bourgeois conventions. I, I did my special in the back of a restaurant, That's man. Right. I'm, a, I'm a rebel, and I've never been any good. Uh... You know what? Fuck the man, right? Like, the man doesn't define what a spleef is to me. And, uh, That's the way you pronounce it, spleef. That's the way the man pronounces it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so. bow down to the moors of the pot community. Exactly, bro. <laughs> well, because the pot community has some fucking moors. The first week on the show, I, I want to, like, we start at 4.15 Pacific time, and by 4.20, I want a bowl loaded, and I want yeah. us to be smoking at 4.20. So Jenny Slate was a guest. She's a very sweet lady. She's sitting there. She's like, I'm like, which one do you want to smoke from? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, we gotta, we gotta hurry. We gotta do this. So I loaded up a bowl. So I loaded up a bowl, took a hit really fast to make sure we were in the 420 window, then passed it to her. Got so much shit for not giving the lady the oh, green hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so much. I don't want to dwell on it on Doug Loves Movies. Uh, I, would, I would disagree. <laughs> I would say that your politesse was in complete form because... Uh, you want to light it first and hand it to her smoking. You don't want her to have to light it and have to do it. That the, was the idea, the right? That's real. No one wants a butane hit. Yeah. Butane hits are the scourge of this community. Women, scourge. Women cannot handle the mechanics of a butane lighter. Am I right? You got to be careful with them delicate well, flowers. I was more concerned about the inhalation, but yes, you're right. In a way, women are fumbly, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, thank you, Greg, for having my back on that. I mean, my, my feeling is you shouldn't be too concerned one way or the other. We both got really high, and, uh, you know, we're, it was fine. Like, you know, if the person you're passing it to goes, hey, what, no green hit? I'll fucking finish the bowl and then yeah. reload it and give you your goddamn green hit. <laughs> the only hit you don't want is the dead hit at the end. Yeah. <laughs> There's like tons I'll of take heads. that one though because it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. Can I get something out of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, you know, watch me create. I'm an alchemist. I'll take ashes and make dope out of it. Watch me turn this fucking black ass charred briquette into a nug. You know, on that show, we should just talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> This is one show where it's too bad that the podcast listener can't see the audience because when Greg said, well, the one hit you don't want is the dead hit, like 70% of the audience nodded demonstrably. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's right. Now, John, you're something of a, a movie buff, as I understand it. Uh, yeah, I don't have... I don't have much of a life other than that. I mean, I really do. I mean, I... I you're on I, the road? You go see matinees all yeah, the time? I mean, I just... My wife... I just stumbled across her, so I mean, like, I really, I really, I'm not the type of guy who would lend himself to social situations, so, yeah, I just watch a lot of movies in my hotel room. Oh, you go pay-per-view in the room? I do, well, we go to, now that I have a woman, because it's kind of weird going to a movie by yourself, like, hi, everybody. Especially if it's like Harry Potter or something, then you feel super creepy. <laughs> or Spring Breakers. <laughs> yeah. And, and waving to all the strangers probably oh, yeah. isn't necessary. I got some mints. <laughs> some mints. Junior mints. I got some mints, Junior. <laughs> hey, Junior. Who likes mints? These are flavored with that's, awesome ambient. That's track four on Doug Loves Children. <laughs> 
I got some mints, comma, junior. <laughs> Doug loves children until they catch him. <laughs> I heard a rumor, John, that you have cable and that you also have backup cable in case primary cable goes dead. Oh, Is that mean, true? I have cable and satellite. Yeah, just in case? Yeah, because, I mean, they, they, they ain't both going to fuck up at the same time. I mean. Storms are so selective when it comes to technology. <laughs> Lightning can't hit both. <laughs> Lightning's not going to hit this dish outside your house and Time Warner. Right. And then I got a generator that'll give me three hours in case of power. <laughs> you live like the Omega Man. I, I, yeah, yeah. You don't have two refrigerators and a freezer full of meat, do you? No, it's just for television. Extra toilet paper. <laughs> I, uh, it reminded me when I heard that of the way I grew up. My mother is deaf, and she would watch. She would have four televisions in her room on simultaneously, of varying sizes, because she didn't have audio distractions. So she would be like. Watching them like uh, like the guy uh, like Tom Cruise in Minority Report, he was just just like talking to them until she would finally like pass out. We're, by the way, we're on welfare. Growing up on welfare, we had four televisions, and she would pass out from all of the reading, I guess. And then uh, I would come in and I would gently turn off one of the TVs, and my mom would immediately and instantly wake up and say, "Turn the TV back on," and I would, and she would get back to work. That's how non-deaf people are with the turning off a TV when they fall asleep. But Everybody there were freaks three, out. There were three other. Playing. There were three more of them playing. I always noticed that. Yeah, with, with like I had friends who were really poor, but they still had like good TV. Like they had better TV than us. It's like you you don't have milk, but you have Cinemax. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet. Cinemax is milk to some people. Man does not live by stars alone. <laughs> If cable be the music of life, play on. <laughs> We're already running late, but I'd just like to ask everybody on the panel, what have you seen lately? Have you been to the movies lately, John? Uh, well, you know what? Last one I saw, because I've been on the road for a little bit, last one actually I saw at the movies was, was Gravity, or not Gravity, I want to see Gravity, Blue Jasmine was the last one I saw. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, so. Hard to confuse with Gravity. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Practically the same picture. <laughs> yeah, both feature a lady that's hyperventilating the whole time. <laughs> How was Bobby Carnavali in Gravity? What's that? You yeah. know, mind. He's great. At, everybody's great. The acting's so good in Blue Jasmine. It's not particularly funny, but it's well done. Yeah, I like movies that are, I mean, like, instead of just laugh out loud, like, I can just, just honest. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a comedy. It just seems like it's a movie, and there happens to be funny shit. Yeah. I like, it. like and, Andrew Dice Clay and Louis C.K. don't say anything funny. They're, like, the least funny roles in, in the, like, Cannavale's pretty funny in it, but they aren't. I think it's uh, amazing that Woody Allen would finally make another movie in San Francisco after like 40 years and cast an entire cast from New York. Because that's how we talk in San Francisco. We're like, hey, what the fuck, huh? Hey, you want to go down to the Mission and get a fucking burrito? Why don't we go down to Fisherman's fucking Wharf and get some, some crabs? You know, the Dungeness kind. How about some French bread and some white wine? Oh! <laughs> Dice is all giants, huh? How about those fucking Niners? That's how we play in San Francisco. Dice is visiting from New York in the movie. And aren't we all? Yeah, but you're right. Bobby Cannavale's character is very New York, but in... I just thought it was impressive that, uh, that there's it's a movie written from the perspective of like a 40-year-old woman, but it's written by an 80-year-old guy. Yeah, and he, I think he nailed it, too. Yeah, he did. He really did. I think he nailed, he nailed the rich, white uh, experience. How could he know that experience? <laughs> <laughs> right? He can't look at his wife. Um, just for the rich part, I guess. Uh, what about you, Moshe? Have you seen anything? I did. I saw. I saw two movies recently. One was um, The Butler, which was great. Uh, you mean Lee, uh, Lee Daniels, The Butler? Uh, right. Or as I call it, Black Forest Gump. Uh, it was so good. I'm sorry. It was cheesy. It was a lifetime movie, but I did weep at certain points in the film because I just anything black, I'm on board. And and then I saw Gravity, which I thought was really fun. And then, but speaking of things that I'm not on board with that are black, 
Then I had to read Neil deGrasse Tyson's tirade on Twitter about the science of the movie not Right, making, it's all wrong, it's like, Shut the fuck... Oh, yeah, it's a fucking movie. George Clooney's not an astronaut in real life either. You know, I, like, it, 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 it bothered me that a scientist didn't have better things to do. Like split atoms and shit? I don't know. Cold fusion? I'd just like to see you publish a book called Things That I'm Not Okay With That Are Black. You know? <laughs> <laughs> be very brave of you, sir. Well, I would, yeah. As long as... <laughs> Number one, nighttime. <laughs> Number two, people. Now let me explain. As, as long as they're basking in the glow of total servility, I guess it's pretty entertaining to you. No, did you see the butler? <laughs> no, but so I I'm saw So I'm calling the... bullshit on what you just said, because there's a really militant character. No, he isn't. No, there's, his son is. His son I is. See. And he spends all his time telling his son how wrong it is, how he's behaving. But I anyway, I, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know a lot about movies I haven't seen. <laughs> Keep my ear to the tracks. Exactly. I didn't have to see Lone Ranger to get the word on that one. No, um, I didn't see Lone Ranger either. Here's my review. Good night. <laughs> 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 Greg loves sleeping. Uh, what's your movie you saw recently, Greg? I uh, saw uh, AKA Doc Pomus uh, uh, last weekend. It's about the songwriter who wrote um, uh, Save the Last Dance for Me and Little Sister and Viva Las Vegas. And yeah, he was, uh, um, he had polio, so he was on crutches and he used to go to Harlem on the subway and climb the stairs and whatnot to the subway train and, and sing blues in clubs. And then he became a songwriter and he wrote all these songs with B.B. King and. Willie DeVille, and uh, it was an amazing documentary. But was he a butler to more than four presidents, though? Uh, James Woods played B.B. King in the movie, and uh, <laughs> later on, yeah, no, Marge Hufflinberger played, uh, played Willie DeVille, and uh, Dr. John was portrayed by uh, um, someone else that was unlikely. <laughs> That's what made that joke funny. Does John Cusack's Nixon ever hold a boombox over his head to try to woo a lady? <laughs> That's a good joke, you guys. Yeah, I liked it. But I nobody it. here. How, applaud Eddie's. if you've seen Lee Daniels, the butler. That's what I thought. No, no one, no you one can't seen... get too specific about it. <laughs> nobody here has seen Say Anything. Uh, well, of course they've seen that, but nobody here knew that John Cusack is Nixon. And, I mean, that's weird casting. He'd be about my 40th choice, possibly. <laughs> After Dan Hedaya passed? No, then my 39th choice would be, fuck it, let's just write Nixon out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, is Gerald Ford in it, too? He is in Who it. Who plays Ford? Shit. Oh, it's somebody famous. Okay, it is? I'll Google it. Oprah. <laughs> it's Oprah. That's Stedman. No, Oprah plays his wife, and... Um... <laughs> they should have that on Jeopardy. Alan Rickman Alan Rickman plays Reagan that's almost perfect yeah and he was very good yeah. was he? yeah he was great he comes you're in a pushover I'm gonna watch movies with you at home and just eat candies out of a box I, he's like he's like <laughs> Alan Rickman's like I found streaks Mr. Butler <laughs> that's not how Reagan talked Reagan was incoherent no I think he tries to do a Reagan impression because Re Reagan was like yeah yeah I think Rickman tries to do it like remember when Randy Quaid was Reagan on oh SNL? my god yeah yeah that was yeah, so yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's like you're Randy Quaid for fuck's sake. Uh, who plays Ford? Do you find? Did you find Never it? Never mind. Come on. Why no, don't you let me answer this? Nobody it's be really right. exciting. It's the only one that would get right all night. Woody Harrelson plays Ford. Am I right or am I right? You're uh, wrong and you're wrong. The answer is they're just seen in news clips. So it's Gerald Ford that plays Gerald Ford. <laughs> awesome. They should just show clips of Chevy Chase falling down. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, all right, you guys, we got to play the Leonard Malton game. Uh, let the games begin! And to do that, each of you has to pick a name tag from the audience. Everybody brought name tags, and uh, you get to choose the one. I saw Cooper, Looper, but with Cooper, which is your name. Yeah, I saw that on the uh, internet today. You tweeted it. And uh, yeah, so just get up and go physically pick the name tag you want to play for. And while you do that, we'll do this. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Greg, who are you playing for? I'm playing for Sarah, is it? Show it to my uh, Vine camera. Uh, oh. She has an awesome uh, poster from, uh, uh, I think it's Labyrinth. No, I need to have you in the picture, too. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, who are you playing for? I'm trying to Misha? read it. He's mouthing it to me, but it still doesn't make sense. Steve? 
Stan? Wrath, oh. Wrath of Stan instead of Khan. Okay, the Wrath of cause, Stan. Because they're so similar. <laughs> and this one, this gentleman, like I said, was on the internet today. He put Mark Marin and Kumail Nanjiani's faces on a looper poster. <laughs> quite effectively, except for uh, Kumail has a little bit more color. Uh, you, got, you used a black and white shot of... Uh, of Mark Maron, but it's still pretty awesome, and my name's on there, too, and let me get a, a good shot of now, it for my... Uh... Kumail has a little more color in real life, too. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very, very true. He's acting like, like weights on a fishing line, right? <laughs> it's, uh, this is... Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, no, it's, uh, I picked this one. It's an underrated movie, I think. Looper. Oh, Looper? Everybody that saw it loved it. I, not enough people saw it, I don't think. But uh, I got, Yeah, I just think it's... Uh, that guy, Ryan Johnson, that directed it, he directed the second or third to last Breaking Bad. Uh, I think it was the third to last, maybe? It was a fucking amazing episode. So, God bless him. Um, we're going to let John Cavarulo go first because uh, this is his first time on the show. Oh, or would you rather go third so you have a little time to catch up to what's happening? Uh, yeah. Do you think I'd you like understand? Suits, do you understand the Leonard Mullen game? Do you think? I, I can. How do I pick the, my topic? <laughs> okay, you're going to go first because right. you already know that you have to pick a category. And that's uh, I, I that's would, a lot more than many of the guests know. I think you'll find in. The, the process is fairly uh, painless. Uh, Doug offers several topics and. And then I would choose one where I you. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, just, just pick the one. I can always look to you for sage advice, sir. <laughs> I'm like the, uh, John Houston as the lawgiver in the last Planet of the Apes movie. Thank you. Not the one with James Franco. The last one before that. The one with... <laughs> yes, the one with uh, Paul Williams was in it. Time is a many layered highway. <laughs> That's what he says? Yeah, something like that. And that one holds the line. John Houston... <laughs> and there was a time when the apes were the earth. <laughs> now we all live together. What would Jeremy Irons say if he played an ape? This is what he'd say. Ape kill ape. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Wolfman Jack? Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> if, if I'm a primate, I'm dying, baby. <laughs> you can't call me a given. I'm a baboon. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the kids love Wolfman Jack. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> we got a woman. We got a movie that Wolf Woman loves. Uh, <laughs> they call I, it Looper. I, I, no, nobody saw it. <laughs> I was going to commit suicide in Canada until you started doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I survived Canada from that. Yeah, thank you. Six weeks on the road watching Wolfman Jack commercials. <laughs> I don't know who Wolfman Jack is. <laughs> He, he was a disc jockey, and then he hosted, what was it, Midnight Special? Midnight Special! <laughs> Next up, Blondie, and then when we come back, Thin Lizzy. <laughs> and he plays himself, or I think he's called Wolfman Jack, yeah, in American Graffiti. Yeah, plays in American Graffiti. And uh, Richard Dreyfus goes to visit, visit him and get some sage advice while he eats a popsicle. I don't know what American Graffiti or Richard Dreyfus is. <laughs> Whatever. I'm that young. No, you're not. <laughs> John, you get to pick a category. Would you like The Spectacular Now, which is uh, movies that are in theaters now that got more than 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, so the critics love it. Uh, or, celebrating a birthday today, uh, Penny Marshall, who dire has directed uh, several movies, each probably not as good as the last. <laughs> and um, she and she, she's on the same trajectory as, her, as Gary Marshall. The U.E. Uh, Bowl treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Arch. I was in St. Louis recently, and someone suggested Arch Enemies, and that's uh, movies where uh, landmarks in America get destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, while there is a government barricade around them. <laughs> I added that part because it's topical. Uh, which one would you like to play, John? Uh, we will go with the, uh, the landmarks. Yeah, you like watching landmarks get destroyed, don't you? <laughs> I think that's mostly what you're watching in your hotel room is things blowing up. No, I just haven't been to a movie in a couple of months, and um, uh, uh, I fuck Benny Marshall. So, uh, no, I, I just, I don't. There's a bunch of don't movies. Don't wish that did. on anyone. This There's used a bunch to of movies be my playground. <laughs> the movie I picked was Awakenings, because I do think that's 
Bat and Big are her two best movies. Oh, well, first, I, do, first, I do know that. Second and third movie she directed, I think. Jumping Jack Flash, let's forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half stars for this movie where uh, infrastructure gets ruined. Uh, you know, monuments get destroyed. Uh, the year is 1990. I want to say six. <laughs> Were you alive then, Moshe? <laughs> well, I don't remember it at all. He says about this movie that um, it moves swiftly from the Pacific to New York Harbor. And uh, he also says that this movie is a no-brainer. And, oh, but still offers a surprising amount of fun. <laughs> so there you go. So, oh my god, there's more fun than I thought there's so, going to be. Very wishy-washy. That's probably why he gave it two and a half stars. And he lists 11 names. So how many names in the cast, reading from the bottom up, do you think you would need to discern the name of this movie? Uh, John zero. Caparulo says zero names. First time player, you guys. Wow. Zero out of the box. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Pretty impressive. Go big or go home, John. That's yeah. it, yeah. What right. do you think, Moshe? What you can do other than zero? Yeah, eleven. Let me let me hip you this. Yeah, you're back to eleven. Don't don't let him push you around. No, uh, you can go negative one, which means oh. you name the top build person and the name of the movie, can or I, negative two. But your best bet probably at this point, judging by. Can I say fold? You could say name that movie. Hope he's thinking oh. of the wrong movie, and then you'll get the point if he gets it wrong. Oh, but he probably has it right. What's my move here? Uh, I don't know. Uh, your move at this point is if you say negative one, Greg's probably going to assume you have no idea what the <laughs> Name movie is. Name that movie! <laughs> my, my first move would be to play the game, Moisha. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, man. Uh, what do you think it is, uh, John? Independence Day. See? Moshe gets the point. It's Godzilla. Did what you could, man. Damn it. That was a great guy. I got, I got cocky. He said 96. What's and a great I was guess? like, I, just, I, was, I was there. It's about the right like, time, right? Yeah. God, Godzilla's dreary. It's so bad. Dreary. But it has so a surprising bad. amount of fun. <laughs> no, there wasn't. John Reno couldn't save that movie, man. Nothing could save that movie. <laughs> and it even a, had a shitty theme by Puff Daddy. Yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, he's Thriller. He don't like vanilla. He's a lizard. It was fucking Yokiro Taco Bell. It's horrible. Horrible. So if I, if I would have said name, would you have started at the top? Would you have said Matthew Broderick? Is no. that how you go? Or you yeah, ma- yeah. If you, well, if you go, negative one, negative one names means you have to name Matthew Broderick. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I obviously was yeah, it's, wrong. So I yeah, you didn't yeah. even have the right movie. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. Yeah, I just you would have said Bill one, Pullman. Because if you'd have said that, I might have. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. So All right. You have the year wrong. Huh? He's. We have a complaint from the audience that the year is wrong. What year is Godzilla? What did I say? He also got the movie wrong, so obviously he didn't know the movie. But you know what? I was thrown off by 96, so um, <laughs> I protest. I'm, I, you know what? This is amazing. Not only does John deserve a point back, the director of Godzilla's here. <laughs> the only person who knows when this piece of shit was foisted on the public on Laserdisc. It is 98. That's why I was like going, is it 90s? I wasn't sure, because it's six, You did a six great job, eights. though. It was, it was dark. You couldn't and, see? Really? <laughs> Doug loves high. I need glasses. I need glasses. They don't the, work. The print, on, the print on Leonard Moulton app is too small. Leonard Moulton probably can't read it without glasses. You know, there's a feature on the iPhone where you can pinch and zoom. <laughs> wait, wait a second. What? Not on, not on a review, you can't. Take a picture of it and you do a screenshot. Yeah, you can't make it bigger. <laughs> You could if you were Godzilla. <laughs> spread, spread your pigeon zoom lies to the ladies. <laughs> you can't make it bigger. Track four on Doug Loves Children. <laughs> oh, they... If anybody was paying attention, though, I fucked up because the other one was track four. All right. No one's perfect. <laughs> I'm sure the corrections department will handle that. Uh, Greg gets to go first this time, uh, and then we'll go to Moshe. And uh, you get to pick, Greg, between uh, Lawn of the Dead, and that's movies that take place, uh, have scenes in a cemetery, or Gladiator, which is movies that have cannibals in them. Ew. Cannibals, Gladiator. Oh. <laughs> and 
And someone on Twitter called I Eat Your Dog, which seems Great like handle. a very unfriendly handle. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat my dog. Uh, that person suggested, we are farmers. <laughs> and that's movies with sheep in them. I'm going to go, cem- <laughs> go cemeteries. Okay, you had your mind made up. Uh, you get the cemetery movie from 1863. I really got to get glasses. <laughs> this, this magic lantern show was originally done in Paris by the Lumiere brothers. <laughs> Later, a popular novel. Starring the Maharaj. Would you like uh, <laughs> 1989 <laughs> for reals or 1998? 1989. Okay. From 1964. <laughs> this 1989 movie is a bomb, according to Leonard, and it takes place in part or in full in a cemetery. He says that this movie is a box office hit, but that it has the contempt for its audience was sensed by even undiscriminating moviegoers. And yet they went in their numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? And uh, he lists seven names. I can name it in six. See, that's a strong opening bid, Moshe. <laughs> Five. John, what are you going to do? You're going to go lower? You're going to ask Moshe to name it. He I'll says three, three, Greg. Yeah. Three names. Name that movie. I, I got cocky before. Right? <laughs> it didn't work All out. All right, well. well, you're spreading the points around. If, if you miss this one, Greg will get a point. And your three names are, I'm not, not sure how to pronounce this one. I know. 1953. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, if I just underbid, I, get, I, get, I just get the question? Yeah, man. When someone asks you to name it, yeah. <laughs> I just stepped in shit, didn't I? I uh, you said you could name it in three. I was just you saying might have. it. Just, just say, yeah, three. <laughs> I didn't mean These that names shit. might They might help you. All like, right. This one first name I know hasn't been in a ton of movies. It's Miko or Miko. I think it's Miko Hughes. And then people are murmuring in the audience. And then the next name is Blaze Bairdall. And the third name is Michael Lombard. But think about it. it has, it's from 1989. It has one or more scenes in a cemetery. Leonard calls it a bomb. And it's, uh, what else did I say about it? That it uh, was a box office hit, but the contempt for its audience was sensed even by undiscriminating moviegoers. Do you have a guess of a movie around that time that had a cemetery in it? No. <laughs> I really don't. If you got nothing, we got uh, Greg will have a point. We have a two-way tie, and you still have it. You still are in it, John. It's not over. <laughs> I'm the only one who's tried, and I've missed both, but I'm still in it. <laughs> I'm hanging scary. in. Yeah. I'm playing defense. Um, just name a movie that had a cemetery. Uh, Eighty-nine. In it. I, I, I just. Uh, um, uh, Anything with the cemetery. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, 89 driving Miss Daisy, but I know that wasn't. <laughs> no, that's the Don't sequel. be horrified right now, all right? I know it had a cemetery and it was 89. Hulk, pull over. I need to pee on a tombstone. <laughs> well, all right, Miss Daisy. They were planting flowers. And, and, well, she uh, really liked Miss Daisy. Yeah, yeah, he liked Miss Daisy. <laughs> no, he I mean, I, it had a lot of merits. I, I like the butler fellow. Right. Before the help in the butler, he loved Miss Daisy. And Gone with the Wind. Oh, my God. Oh, and Birth of a Nation. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, oh classic. Hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what was your guess? Would you guess? Did you I, guess I something? Said, I, said, I said driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, uh, no, the, uh, the, the top names may not be too much help. Dale Midkiff and Fred Gwynn. Uh, not a big, uh, big cast. Pet Cemetery? But the movie's Pet Cemetery. Oh. Uh, ah! I don't want to be buried <laughs> in a pet. Cemetery. <laughs> uh, so that means Greg's on the board. We have a two-way tie, and John still has a chance. That movie, by the way, terrified me when I was a kid. Pet Cemetery when they went to the attic. Yeah. Scary. The, the scary. Yeah, it's a pet cemetery movie. The scariest part is a chick with spinal meningitis. <laughs> I know. <isn't> it? <laughs> Well, as I said, my mom is deaf, so spinal meningitis terrifies me. 
You got to lie about deafness to get that joke. But the little kid, Nico Hughes, is the same kid from uh, Kindergarten Cop, said, uh, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Good now, to know. Now he's like an adult, and um, I'm trying to get him on that other podcast I'm doing. <laughs> it's track five. <laughs> I meant album. We keep, we keep fucking up the callbacks on, the, on this horrible children riff. Because too late this to kid have was a horrible child, by the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> Greg, I think you get to go first this time. Were you left out I went of that first skirmish? Oh, no, oh, Moshe me. gets to go Moshe. first. But then we go to Greg, because Greg challenged John. And Moshe <laughs> gets to ch- choose between uh, 16 Candles. That's a movie that came out 16 years ago to, uh, to I believe, like this month. Uh, Marco Yolo, and that's uh, movies where Mark Wahlberg dies. <laughs> and finally, from our friend on Twitter, at, at JSBach7000, Swingin' in the Rain, and that's movies that have a hanging in them. Well, uh, you know what I'm gonna pick. I, I mean. As soon as I was saying it, I figured. <laughs> That might be up in your alley of uh, um, movies I, about black oppression. I'm obviously going to pick Marco Yolo at this oh, point. Oh, okay. Would you like a movie where Mark Wahlberg dies from 1996 or 2006? Um, 2006. Okay. Bold. <laughs> Do you know, I've never gotten a question right in this game ever. I've only won by default. So no matter what I pick, I'm going to fail. Thank you very much. I like that attitude. You know what? He's just starring in a new movie called Jewish Pep Coach. <laughs> no matter what you do, you're going to fail. <laughs> but coach, we have a chance to win, don't we? Uh, basically, no. We're all Jews. It's not going to happen. What, what I would suggest, invest heavily now for when you're an adult. <laughs> Invest what? It's called two minutes schlorming. That'd be great. And on one more bit of advice: stay away from the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. They don't hurt unless you suck them, Coach. <laughs> Dog loves children. Three and a half stars from Leonard Moshe for this movie that... Uh, An evocative look uh, at the character portrait. The death of Surprising Mark depth. Wahlberg. A page-turner of Bardbird are exhilarating. Yeah. Roller coaster ride. Leonard calls it potent. Yeah, it's potent. Ooch, that was too much. <laughs> yeah, and he also says uh, the main fault of the film is it's over length, which isn't a great clue because Leonard says that about anything that's over 20 minutes long. <laughs> And he names 14 names. Sweet Whoa. Maria. Yeah, um, 14 names. How many names do you think you can get it in? Uh, it will take me... It will take me nine names. Okay. Apologies to put your hands together. Is it me? We're running a little long, yeah. Uh, a seven. I can do it in seven. Okay, John. Right, Say three. Ten. ten. No, 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 John, 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 John. Think about it. John, this isn't Looper. You cannot go back in time and murder this thing. Um, Yeah, you got to go lower than seven or or challenge Greg to name it. Oh, lower than seven or... uh, uh, And if you challenge him and he gets it right and he hears the seven names, then then he'll win the whole thing because he's already got one point. Yeah, I challenge you, sir. Name that movie, Greg. All right. Your seven names, I have a lot of confidence in you, are Dorothy Lyman, Kevin Corrigan, Mark Rolston, David Patrick O'Hara, James Badge Dale, uh, Alec Baldwin, and Anthony Anderson. Sweet Maria. I don't even... You know it, don't you? No, I just know you know it. Motion knows it? (laughs) The one time you know it? Well, when you say Anthony Anderson, I got on board. About the movie I thought it was. 2006, huh? I'm yeah, just going to yeah. take a wild Wahlberg dies in it. Shooter? No. It's a little motion picture called The Departed. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. I forgot. He doesn't die? You sure? <laughs> what happened to Alec Baldwin? I saw it the one time when it came out, and on the internet, on the thing I found of Mark Wahlberg movies where he dies, it listed that as a movie where he dies. Those son of a bitches. I'll 
I'll take the. I'll take the. Give John the point anyway. I got it wrong. <laughs> That'd I'm be great on Jeopardy yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> Alec Rick. But I mean, you weren't even thinking of that. You wouldn't no, have not Alec, thought of that movie because of whether or not said, he died. If you'd said Alec Baldwin and uh, 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 you know, uh, we were just below it, that, yeah. right? Uh, what's her name? Is, is Vega? I can't remember her name. Vera Farmiga. Yeah, Vera Farmiga and whatnot. Then I would have got it. All right, we've got a three-way if, tie, if you guys. If you'd Winstone, I would have known which movie it was. Yeah. We've got a three-way tie. <laughs> Um, and what happens when we have a three-way tie is we go right to the asparagus pea category. And I, I hope I don't fuck this one up. <laughs> I, won, I just won the worst game show host award tonight. Just with one show. It only took one show. This Nickelodeon show from 1903. <laughs> Mr. Bitzer, if you'll start cranking the camera, I think we can begin this production. Here's how asparagus pee works. I know how it works. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> how the category works. Uh, wait, who, so who challenged who there? John challenged? I Man, and I lost. And so All right, John so we won. start with Moshe, and then we go to John. And uh, here's how uh, asparagus pee works. What we do is uh, I pick a movie, and I tell you everything in the review. And then... If the apples start working, for some reason the app is freezing on me. Did you tell the title? What? <laughs> I won't tell you the title, but that should be obvious. That's kind of the point of the category. I didn't mean to have And then we, uh, <laughs> that's okay. And then we, we start the bidding, and then um, once we're bidding, then you, uh, you're essentially just going to go right into negative names, which is so it's who can name the most people from the cast. Uh, according to Leonard Maltin, from the top name down. And uh, I wasn't paying any attention at all. <laughs> That's okay. You know how it works, kind of. I guess I do. Yeah. But for some reason, my shit's not... Should we, should we plug so our wait, dates? Yeah, now? I was going to say, oh, great let's, idea, let's get great idea. commercials yeah. in here while he's yeah, fucking about. Get your commercials <laughs> in, you guys. Go on. Oh, okay. Hey, it's Moshe Kasher here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it is me, but I'm just kidding. Okay, listen. Uh, I'm going to be in Nashville on November the 2nd at a place called the, uh, the, the High Wire, and I'll be in St. Louis on the 1st. I'll be uh, at the Grand Rapids Dr. Grin's Comedy Club this weekend, and next weekend, the 27th or so, I will be in at the Sacramento Punchline, plus I'll be in New York uh, on November 9th, and Caroline's the week after. You have 6,000 emails. I mean, those are stand-up comedy dates. Oh, you mean... The you have 6,000 emails. Well, why are you looking at my phone, motherfucker? Because, I, because I've never seen somebody with a comma in their shit above their email, dude. <laughs> Answer your shit, man. Get back to some people. <laughs> Don't email Moisha, I think, is the, the lesson we've learned tonight, because he does not return. Or he saves everyone. Yep. They're all precious. <laughs> you know, his mother had four different emails. <laughs> she never fucking answered any of them. Hey, but if dude. you deleted one, she'd be like, what? And wake up. Dude, 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 not cool. My mom was deaf, bro. <laughs> My mom's dead. That was fucked up. You mentioned mothers. <laughs> 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 All right, we're starting with you, Moshe. Okay. And then we're going to John. Wait, I'm the only one that plugs dates. Then, awesome. We don't get to plug our dates? Anyway, though? if you want to see Greg or John, whatever, but me, MosheCasher.com. Yeah, we'll do him in, the, in Nashville, okay? We'll do guys. him in the regular spot, your plugs. Hey. I'm, I'm ready to play, so let's do it. Right. Mm. 1973 is the year. Oh, great. Got it. <laughs> Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. I just, I just want you to win. Good night, everybody. Wow. Three and a half stars from Leonard from this movie from the United States of America. It's 129 oh, minutes long. And Leonard says about this movie two small time Chicago con men try to put the sting on a high roller <laughs> from New York City after he has one of their pals killed. This long but entertaining film won seven Oscars, including Best Picture Director and Screenplay and sparked a national revival of Scott Joplin's ragtime music, followed by a sequel called The Sting 2. Oh, Colin man. won't be fooled again. <laughs> I added that. And that was back before they had, uh, had those uh, subtitles all the time. And Leonard lists a whopping 12 names. 
So, uh, in negative names, I mean, you could start with I can name it in zero names. I mean, but no, the I can next do, person's I, I can do negative. Unfortunately, this isn't going to be a very bold move, but I can do negative two. Sorry, that's okay. all I can do. I'm, I was born in 79, so this is impressive. You named the title twice. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows what it is. So, now the question is do you think you can name the top three people in the movie in order? I can name the whole cast, but I'll let Moish do it because I think he's about to fucking crack this Whose turn up. was it, though? Not oh, mine, not mine. I think it's so John's I'm just, turn. I'm just being yeah. a douchebag. Oh, wait, at this point. wait you, you did negative two? Negative yeah, two. yeah, so that oh, means so he need, can name need, the top need, two. So you'd have to name the top I, I, three I need somehow. one more. Uh, and uh, the right so order. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. Uh, I guess I'll go negative three. Well, now Greg could go negative four if you want. You thought you were out of it, but... Oh, I'll go like negative five and whatnot. Negative five? I'll go like negative six if you want. I I know the whole cast of this movie. In in the right order? You mean, do we have to go for the most obscure person? No, from the top. Okay. But in the the order that's designated by letters. Watch me fucking work. (laughs) Hey... For that kind All of right. bravado, I will definitely... It's my turn, right? Yeah, you can I say will, name that movie. I'm definitely going to say name that okay, movie. Okay, so we're gonna go, I'm going to go with your five bid, because I think your six bid is ridiculous. I said five. Yeah. <laughs> no one said six. You... <laughs> if I did, I, I misspoke. Somebody, somebody sitting on the floor said it. Um, All right, so... Paul uh, Newman. You got, you got to say them all. I'm not going to say right or wrong. Oh, well, Paul Newman, Robert Redford. In order, then. Mm-hmm. So, so Start then, from the top. So then it would be in, in by star power, wouldn't it? Ellen mm-hmm. uh, Burst. I mean, uh, 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 Eileen Brennan. Um, Harold Gould. Ray Walston. That's five names. Yeah. That's what you're going to go with. Well, <laughs> do I get to amend that do you want to? <laughs> no. But wouldn't you want to slip in the guy who they did the stinging operation on? Oh, fuck, shit. Robert Shaw. Third, third Robert build is Shaw, Robert, Shaw, Robert Shaw, Shaw. shit. And then fourth build Robert is Charles Shaw. Durning. Charles Durning and then Dana Elkar and shit. Yeah. Then Ray Walston. Then Ray Walston, yeah. Eileen Brennan, Harold Gould, Dana Elkar. I mean, you do know a lot of people that are in it. I'm not going to take it's that. It's the most impressive loss. No, Moshe, you are a winner. Oh, no. I forgot Robert Shaw, and that's an excusable Oh, man, I don't... Oh, that seems fucked up. No, but I forgot Robert Shaw. You can't forget Robert Shaw. Sarah, we need you to come up and write down a uh, shithead for me to say here at the end of the program. Is there a shithead written on the back of your uh, Cooper? We don't need yours, Moshe, because you won. Oh, you don't? Okay. Uh, On the back of that thing, does it say anything? Yeah, it does. Just pass that down to me. I'll I'll read it here at the end of the show. John, do you have any plugs? Oh, uh, just uh, check out my special on Netflix called Come Inside Me. <laughs> Hi Sarah. Just write down anybody you want me to call a shithead. You know how it works. You remind me of the babe. What babe? Babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. <laughs> dance, magic dance. Dance, magic dance. Dance, magic dance. Oh, I didn't get that till right now. <laughs> Wow. I, I thought he was singing to the girl, and I was like, she is cute. I mean. <laughs> Robert Shaw, I'm going to lay awake tonight. <laughs> Once again, my streak is unbroken. Never won this game by any kind of brain power whatsoever. I'm the name just... is won again. What's up, John? Oh, I'm just glad I didn't get it because I was thinking of the French Connection. <laughs> <laughs> you know that has a great car chase in Chicago in it. And you got to check out the sequel to the French Connection, The Sting 2. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's French. <laughs> le, le Sting 2. But didn't French Connection have a sequel? Yeah, the French Connection okay. 2. See, yeah. Duh. I was born in 75. <laughs> You were had a bad night altogether. Dude, 2001 <laughs> had a sequel, you know what I'm saying? Greg, get your plugs in. Uh, I have a new video on chill.com called Live at Musa and Frank. So if you go to chill.com slash proops, you can download it now. It comes out on October 22nd. Also, the Smartest Man in the World podcast is free to download on iTunes. And uh, I'll be uh, uh, Wednesday night at the Bar Lubitsch. When does this drop, Dougie? 
Tomorrow. Oh, well, then, well, you can come see me tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're th- not coming out to Ontario, California to see me, see, <laughs> Never see, mind Greg's, see Greg's Procrast. It's free, though, to get into yours, right? Uh, it is. And then on the 30th, I'll be at the Cine Family, and I'll be showing Eyes Without a Face by Georges Franchu, the amazing 1959 uh, French horror classic for my Halloween movie there at the Cine Family. So. Ooh, yeah, ooh. I like it. And the theme song is not the Billy Idol song. <laughs> it's, but it should be, as someone said. Okay. And the whole crowd goes quiet. Who's this Billy Idol you speak of, grandfather? <laughs> what, was, what was it like when MTV was powered by steam? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to all my guests. Greg Proops, Moshe Kasher, John Caparulo. Moshe, can you come back next week? Uh, yeah. Oh, when yeah. Winner yeah. gets to come back, yeah. Oh, all right. I'll be back next Moshe week, Moshe will everybody. be back next week. So, more racial and child-based humor. <laughs> will flow. bring it up. Yeah, email him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as always, Kate, Kate or Kale? Kale. Kale Sanders is a shithead. I don't know who that is. Really? Kale? Kale like Sanders. the vegetable? Yeah. Yeah, fuck anyone named Kale. <laughs> I, I hate his friend Goji Berry, too. He's an asshole. And ideological Congress members are a shithead. <laughs> 